Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, getting back to this particular email... My son is smoking cannabis and he's basically become a layabout. He's 20 years of age. Dad wants to kick him out of the house so as he'll cop on to himself. The mother is pandering to him. What should they do? James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? How's it going now? Ah, uh, James, the old <laughs> fanboy, huh? Huh? Uh, you had a little bit of a... Re- I know, no, in fairness. You blindsided me there. No, I have to say you blindsided <laughs> James, in fairness, he was just taking a little bit of a nap in the corner of the ring, wasn't he really? You know what I mean? Uh, he just had a little bit of a sleep. He was tired. He was tired. Uh, I enjoyed the fight. That was good. Did you see him limping away in his suit afterwards? Yeah, he took some serious calf shots. Yeah, he was. He, he limped. He limped out of the stadium. He was wearing a suit now. He looked all right, but he limped out of the place. And now, in fairness, the one thing I will give him, although I don't like the man, right? Um, and he doesn't have a great reputation, generally speaking, as a human being. But in saying that, the one thing I will give him is that he did go up to his opponent. What's his name? The opponent's name. Justin. Yeah, Justin Poirier. Yeah, he went up to him afterwards, shook his hand, congratulated <laughs> him, and gave him full respect. So I will give him that. Mm, I saw, a, vi- I saw a video. Yeah. I thought he done well. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, he's knocked out in the second round, James. Technical. Yeah, we do a technical breakdown. Ah, knocked out, I don't know. Looked like the, the knee gave, took a nice shot to the head, fell back. Ah, he was, I would just stop. No, not really. First round now, he's dominating. Fourth I didn't round. see the thing. I don't. Even I don't. Poirier I wouldn't watch it. I just saw that. I actually just yeah, took some. Yeah, I took some joy in watching him fall. Yeah, because you're one of the, the naysayers along the whole way. So as soon as the guy falls, you're like, ha ha. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny though. No, every any time he wins, you never bring me on anymore. That's strange, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny how that works now. James, getting back to the topic. Right, we could yeah. talk about McGregor again another time. Getting back to the topic. So, I mean, look, you're nowhere near that point in your life yet, but at some point in your life, hopefully you won't. You'll have, won't have a layabout. You have four kids now. Hopefully none of them will be layabouts. But one of them, 20 years of age, in the house, smoking the odd bit of dope, lazy, room like a pigsty, won't do anything. What are you going to do? It definitely starts in the warning shots, but I think kicking them out is a little bit premature because of his age, personally. Personally, like, I don't know, he's 20, you know, he's in that messy stage in life where he's probably just um, just out of education, doesn't know what he wants to do with himself. I don't condone him smoking cannabis because I think... It's 20, not 20 years old and doesn't know what he wants to do. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Some, Come on, James. Some, some, some people don't know. James, at 20, did James. you know what you wanted to do at 20? No. To me, ah, I would just join, stop. Hold on. I wanted to join the military, honestly. That's actually, or the guards. Okay. And then... Like, I don't know, then I kind of just, I knew then having to take orders that I probably didn't agree with, having to enforce them just wouldn't be my style. And then, like, look at COVID. Mm. I couldn't be a guard and stand there and do that to somebody. Why, you, you couldn't just stand I there and, and find somebody stopped. for going for a walk? No, or, or I couldn't stop them in a row of traffic when they're probably going to visit our parent or something like that. I just wouldn't have the heart to do it and give them 100 euro fine. Neither would I. I think it's quite heartless of anybody to want to no, do that. No, um, but I, that. But I think with respect, the majority, yeah. the majority, not all of them, some of them are, are enjoying the power. I won't get, get you wrong there. Um, no, I, well, I spoke to somebody the other day. He went for a walk, right? And he mm-hmm. was stopped by the guards. They were at a checkpoint on the street near his house, uh, you know, mm-hmm. stopping cars. They had three cars up on the back of tow trucks and they stopped him as a pedestrian and said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to the shop. Now, he only lived around the corner. He says, I'm going to the shop. And they said, that's the fourth time we've seen you out today. And that's he says, kind of scary, to be honest. Isn't, isn't that... That reminds me of Germany during the Second World War. Papers, papers, please. Papers. Yeah, I mean, that's the, imagine a guard saying that to, you know, a citizen 
walking on the street to the shop. That's the fourth mm. time we've seen you today. Mm. I know, I know. I, I, oh, you know personally, I, I couldn't care if it's the twentieth time they've seen him. No, yeah. no. And he's into, if it's one of his five k limit, he's perfectly entitled to go to the shop now or go out for a walk. Or if he's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, him. some guards, most guards are fine, but some guards are enjoying the power. I, I have no, no doubt about that. To be honest, I don't know. No, like that kind of answer of I was just following orders. You know, where's Tin after a while? Well, it, well, we it, well it certainly wore Tin in the Nuremberg trials, didn't it? Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, like the guards aren't following the constitution. They can go uh, emergency legislation, but they and anytime anybody objects using the constitutional rights, it's literally completely ignored. And the guards get quite aggressive then. Mm. You know, as if how dare you question my authority? And I haven't seen any guards use their discretion like that. They so, you know, you're completely correct there. Well, the, guard, the guards, they sign an oath to uphold the constitution of the country. Mm-hmm. Remember, of course, we elect the government, um, and that's the way it works. And the, we elect a government to protect the constitution. That is their job, to protect the constitution. And that's the way the law works. And we bring, yeah. in, lo- we bring in laws, and none of those laws can contravene the constitution or contravene our inalienable rights. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think our inalienable rights have been trampled on over the last eight months. They don't seem so inalienable. And by, by the way, you know, I'm all for public health, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but I still think we have to be very careful about how much power we give the government and we give the, the, the police state or the police. The police yeah. No, it is a police state. Well, technically, it's a Well, it has turned state. into this that right a, now, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And look, now, like I said to you about five years previous, and all the callers told me it was delusional. Scientific socialism, it's inevitably going to take away our freedoms. Inevitably. Okay, well, I don't want to get into that now. It just depresses me. Getting getting back to this young fellow anyway. So, kick him out of the house? No, you see, it's going too far. And what about the argument that you have to be cruel to be kind, James, sometimes? Yeah, well, I can definitely understand that argument because, like, you know, I wouldn't be happy when I'm lying around the house smoking cannabis, like, doing nothing with his life. i put the fire under his arse. But this is like a yin and yang, like, you know, the father's the tough cop, the mother's the good cop. Okay, well, look, let, let's talk about the cannabis first. That has to stop. Mm-hmm. That that's a, no, that's a no-brainer. That has to stop in the house, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, and if you want to, if you, and I think it would be fair the father to say, "You want to smoke the cannabis? Get out. Get your own flow." Yeah, yeah, you okay. Know, like, but but if you if you want to give up the cannabis, we can talk about this. We can talk about it. Like it's not like it's not a make or break situation. But your behaviour and the way you're going isn't going to be good for you in the long term. Like you have to try to explain that it's not just my authority. You listen to me. That yeah. behaviour is damaging him in the long term, and it's going to. And if, you, and if he's not willing to change, if he's just a layabout and not willing to change, and he, look. I suppose you could say two, three years. I'd give him, and I know you'd be like two, three years. Uh, Twenty-three, James. Yeah, I know. No, no listen, and I'd kick him out if he I was would. in college. If it's a kid in college, you know, you would under. Okay, they should really try and get a part-time job at the weekend and get a few quid for themselves rather than have you funding them constantly mm-hmm. all the time. But you can kind of understand, and you'll put up with it till they finish their college degree or whatever it is they're doing, or or their diplomas or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. But if they're not in college, they've no yeah, they've no excuse for sitting on their own. No, I'm with you 100%. I'm not fond of layabouts. I think it's a bad, personally, especially at 20. I generally think it's a negative thing for a 20-year-old to do. Uh, I wouldn't be giving him pocket money. If he's doing feck all his life and he's going, just going down fecking social welfare, I wouldn't be helping him out. I wouldn't be giving him loans of money so he can stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs to feel the bone. He needs to feel, Jesus Christ, I'm getting nowhere here. I've nothing for myself. I've no girlfriend. And I've no money, like, most days of the week and spend it all on cannabis. He has to see the wrongs of his own way. And I definitely I agree with the father. Like I'd, be in the, I'd be pissed off now. If that was my son, only I was secondary school, and he's sitting around all day smoking cannabis, playing video games and eating junk food, I'd be devastated that this is what you're actually doing with your youth, the most valuable years of your own life. Stay there a second. Let me go to Rita. Rita, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Rita? Hi, Brian. How are you? 
How are you doing, Niall? How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. a t- it's a tough call, isn't it, when it's your own flesh and blood? Yeah, it is. Definitely. It is. Now, my son now, um, he was around uh, 30 when he started. Started what? Started all this cannabis and the oh, whole lot. 30? Jeez, that was a bit old in the tooth 40. for starting that, yeah? Yeah. Now, he, gra- he finished school, he graduated, he done the whole lot and whatever, but never walked a day in his life. Right. That's the truth. No, he never walked a day in his life. But he lived here with me up till two and a half years ago, and it was um, it was like treading on eggshells. It was just a horrible situation with him here, because he'd be sitting up in the room and he'd be blown out the window. And I'd know. And his dad used to say, um, "Where's that smell coming from?" And I'd say, oh, "It's next door, coming in from next door." So are you? Be. So were you were covering for him, were you? I I, I was covering for him. Uh, do you know what? As only a mother, as only a mother would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to keep <laughs> the peace. But then I went on and on and on and on. He was in the room. He wouldn't go out. I was giving him money. I I, I done everything, everything I could for him. And then were you got, were you making uh, his meals, doing his washing? Uh, the whole lot. At thirty. At thirty years old. Ah, bed, Jesus, Lisa. Yeah, on, yeah, so I was only up to two, about two and a half years ago. I came up to the room and I was making the bed and I found these tiny little bags under, the, under the mattress. Yeah. Yeah, tiny little bags. Bags and of I what? Know, I, I Weed? Was it? No, no, no. It was like, he said, well, I said, don't want me. And he tried to tell me it was parsley time in the bag. Well, you know, like, well it was parsley, if it looked like parsley at time, it wasn't heroin. I asked all my brothers and sisters through. Oh. through what colour was it? Yeah, the, the age of 30, sorry. What did it look like? What did the drugs look like? Because it, it, it wouldn't be heroin if it was... Yeah, parsley. if it was like parsley and time, it wouldn't be heroin. It's probably it's probably cannabis. No, 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 no. He he told me it was that. Think yeah, I know that's what I'm saying to you. But I mean, you, I mean, what? I mean, you saw the bags. What did it? Was it powder or was it just like little leaves? No, 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 it wasn't it leaves. It was like a powdery stuff. Like grey. Like grey. What colour was it? Brownie, brownie. Oh, well, then, um, yeah, well, then it wasn't heroin. It wasn't hash either. It was like a brownie grey stuff. It was just enough. There was no smell off it. Right, okay. Okay, well, I don't, I'm not an expert in drugs. So I have no idea what yeah, it might have no. been. Anyway, but, um, anyway so you, you, what did you say to him? That's it. I've had enough of this. Yeah, I called him up and I said it to him. I said, look, I said, that's it. Now I can't take any more of you. I started roaring and crying and then there was a big a big and then these guy ran up the stairs, what's going on here, what's going on here? So I lost the plot and I busted out and I told him what was going on. And the next house here, I don't know what to be doing anymore. Yeah. So um that was it. He's out of the house now, two and a half years and he's getting his act together. I had to call him. I did, I had to. And when you say he's getting his act together he says he's got a job for himself now. <laughs> well he hasn't got a job for himself, he's at the losing his girlfriend and his baby okay, and all okay. the over it, so he's in a hostel now in town somewhere. But he was out. Oh, well, I hope I hope he does better for himself. Yeah, he was out with me yesterday, and he looks great. He's off everything. He's off everything. So I think the best thing I ever did. And would you was, take him back in now? No, definitely not. I because you, not. you think that wouldn't do him any good. No. Well, 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 I, well, in fairness, we say now. I understand that's the extreme of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. thankfully, this chapter hasn't gone that far yet. But but yeah. you what you're basically saying is don't let it get that far. Yeah. Chuck him out now while the going's good. Yeah. Right. And I think, the best, I think the best thing I ever sorry James, I think the best thing I ever did was throw him out. 
because he's been still in the room doing what he was doing. Mm. Now, that yeah. can work one of two ways. Thankfully for your lad, it t- turned out okay. And as you say, he's off the gear now and maybe yeah. he's getting his life together. But you could, uh, James, I'm sure, will tell us that, you know, it could go the opposite direction and he could get worse. He's out on the street. He could go on to harder drugs. You know what mm. I mean? And it could get worse. Yeah. No, well, he was out yesterday now and he's off everything. Yeah, now, and, and, and fair play to him. But I'm just saying, yeah. you know, so for like, him that worked out. But not for me. Sorry, James, what are you trying to say? Yeah, no, because it can go one or two ways, exactly. You could have ended up taking more drugs, getting into cr- crime, crime yeah. habit. I know, you know I and can't then, but, all that. Mm. But I cannot understand your predicament. I would have kicked I don't think you're made... Authority, yeah. Definitely. And considering, like, how long do you have these kind of obligations that when are you allowed to get back your own life? How, well, there's a good question. How long are you obliged to look after your own child? Well, legally only till they're 18, right? Yeah. But, but how long are you morally obliged? James, how long do you think you would expect a child to be in the house? Till they finish well, their education, max, yeah? Honestly, no, it depends on the behaviour. They genuinely do believe that. Like, that guy sounds like he had no respect whatsoever for the household, for his mother, for his father, none. Yeah. He was doing drugs in the house when his father was completely, again, it was causing friction between his... His mum and his dad, and yeah. Yeah. marriage you know we was putting a toxic atmosphere in the house he was down hard at drugs never wanted to do another one in his life yeah and not only that, you don't have those obligations so not and only that reason your old grandson here as well and I didn't want him seeing that of course you didn't yeah no way yeah I, oh, and, and, and not with the history that you spoke about that obviously and what happened to your brother you said you had brothers or sisters or something yeah I had a few brothers and sisters now all they all passed under the age of well none of them seemed 40 Oh, because of I drugs? Lost, I lost it, yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that reason. I lost it four years ago, then another brother, um, two years previous to that, and then I lost uh, two sisters to it and three brothers. Oh, my. And how come you, I, I, with respect, how come you didn't end up on it? No, I don't know. I was the eldest of um, eight of them. Eight. Right. Nine. Nine of them. And there's me and my other sister now, and I have two brothers. Right, okay. And I should, I was, no, I never, I wouldn't, okay, I did good, didn't. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I'm sorry for your loss, by the way, for, of, of your brothers yeah, and thank sisters. you, thank you. All right, well, stay there for a second, let me go to Kevin as well. Kevin, you're on Classic Kids, how are you doing, Kevin? Hi, all right, thanks, Nigel. Good, Kevin, I mean, okay, so there's Rita, she was in the extreme of the situation, now he was 30, mind you, a lot ah, older yeah, than our yeah, subject yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what would so, you do? Well, it's a difficult one, but I think there's two scenarios here, right? The mother is wrong to pander to the man. Um, because, hello? Yeah, go on, I can hear you. Oh, right, okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, by, by pandering to his needs and all that, look, it's not showing him he needs direction. And by, by her doing that, um, he's just saying, oh, this is a good life because mommy is looking after me. That's number one. Yeah. But I think the parents should get together as well, mommy and daddy, and say, look, um, this is our house. We can't one before him and one against him. We've got to stand together on this thing. Yeah. Um, he he is in in our house. These are the rules, and he has to abide by them, or we'll have to make some alternative arrangements. Well, okay, okay. So the, so this is the this is the crux of it. Yeah. What are those alternative arrangements? Because well, because yeah. if he, if he doesn't abide by them, what are you going to do? Well, Nothing. Okay. I, I think you have to be harsh on him and look. Kicking my heart, yes, is, but I know what they can have, as you said, two results. But I think 
you could get get him in. You you could arrange something like they do have, I believe, these rehab centres where where they will come and collect the man. You book him in and everything, and just say to him, talk to the man and say, look, this is the alternative. You can't carry on like this. You need to get some direction in life. We've arranged this and kind of let him go to that type. I think. That's one direction. I know it's a very difficult thing. But what about charity work? Say to him, listen, if you don't get a job in the next yeah. two weeks, you've got to work some voluntary work. And I think it should be. That's an excellent idea, I think. But this business about the mother saying, oh, shame the poor boy. Look, I understand it is your child and it's very difficult. But mm-hmm. there, has to be, there has to be discipline. There has to be showing the person, right, this is how... You have to do it or you should be doing it in life. And no, charity, I think you, you hit it on the head there. Charity yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, as it is to yourself, Reese and James, I think you get to a point where you have to say, right, here's the plan. And you literally sit with your husband and you, you do this together jointly because when, when a son or daughter sees a mother and father being good cop, bad cop, right, which always what happens, it never works. It never works because they play two people. But if they see two people unified... It becomes difficult for them then. So you you drop the rules and you say to them, right, job within the next two weeks. If you don't get a job in two weeks, you're going to sign up to a charity helping the aged, Meals on Wheels, whatever it is. But you're going to do something for 15 or 20 hours a week. Sorry, sorry, James. I said, I don't even know how he's getting away with being on the welfare for so long without the welfare chasing him. Well, well, I don't know if he's on welfare or not. I don't even know if he's. It doesn't mention that in the email. He's 20 now. How else is he paying for his habits? You'd have to be getting some kind of payment. But anyway, besides the point, even a, a training program, get down to Team Uber or something like that. Get something for yourself. You're not sitting around my house all day smoking cannabis. It's not happening. Well, every so get, area has outreach programs. I, I know that in Soros is one there down the village for you know for kids who find it difficult to get work or, or interact socially with other kids. They have outreach programs, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is the problem. This is why I said they have to be unified. Yeah. You know, because the, the husband did say in the email, my wife panders to him and gives him the money that he needs. Yeah. But like, it's hard for the parents to get together, I think, to sit down and really talk about that because it ends up yeah, into a big argument. But does she not see that she's actually harming the child? She's enabling she's him. him. Yeah. She's not doing him any favour. She's actually harming him. You know, and the father's actually trying to do his best for him. I, I mean, you, you can do more damage to a child by being kind to them. Sorry, Kevin, you know, I mean, uh, some people are suggesting here by some of the texts coming in, uh, no, and it's all well and easy, uh, good saying, uh, kick the child out, but what happens if you kick him out and he ends up in a life of crime? You'll regret that for the rest of your That's life. That's right, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, and not, I, I know, I know, I know. And that, that lady was saying it's not easy for the parents, but look, if you love your child, you're going to damn well get together and talk, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you two have the heated argument, but but by pandering to the man and, and uh, helping him all, along the way, that's not at all a good thing. But you know, you know, you just said the key word there a minute ago, Kevin. To the man, he's not a child. He's a man. No, he's twenty. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when I was eighteen, I was working full time. You know absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was twenty-one, I had a child. I was living out my own. Now. Yeah, James, you have four children, and you're only twenty-five. I'm only you, James, now twenty-five. Twenty-eight, no. Oh, you're twenty-eight. Okay, you have four kids. Army of the Jesus things. Yeah, no television. He doesn't. He hasn't got Netflix. Can't afford it. <laughs> by the way, you know, but 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 do you do you all watch Netflix? Have you got Netflix? Uh, no, I haven't. But I don't watch it. Uh, do you have Netflix, Rita? 
Yeah, but it's, uh, it's not not that good to be honest. Yeah, with I you. know, I know, it's kind of limited. But I, I, yeah. I understand. But but Ashling got me to watch the Night Stalker. I don't know whether oh, you've watched. Yeah. I don't know whether any of you've seen the Night Stalker. But uh, I've seen yeah, it. This, this is uh, Richard. What's his name? Richard Ramirez, uh, the serial killer oh, yeah. in the seventies yeah, in the yeah, in yeah, the United yeah, States. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a four parter and it's a documentary and it's a kind of interviewing all the cops that were on it at the time, the detectives, oh, and it's right. yeah. it's intriguing. <laughs> Intriguing mm-hmm. to see this guy. Yeah. And when he was arrested and in court, the most shocking part of this was he had a fan club of women who were in yeah. court in the public gallery winking at him and he had these sunglasses yeah. on and he was winking yeah. at them all and they were sending <laughs> naked pictures in jail and, yeah. and going... Well, no, that's very common. But the, but the guy's crime was he was a serial killer of women and he was raping and them and killing them. And, ch- and, and children, though. And ch- abducting children, yeah. And and, yeah. and these women were quite happy to pander to the guy and, and be a fan of it. Oh, it's okay. strange. You got a kick over. Oh, I know. The world is a strange place. Okay, but sorry, listen. Thank you very much to everybody who got involved in that conversation. Kevin, listen, thank you very much indeed. And, no uh, and Rita as well. And James, thank you very much indeed. James, go off and watch the fight again there, just for a little bit of crack. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.